Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here with the 124th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. It's a lot of episodes. I'm glad you're all still here. Today, we're going to be going over a hand that I played at a European Poker Tour event somewhat recently. So we were very early in the day, and we're playing only three-handed. This happens sometimes whenever you just start playing a poker tournament, and, eh, you know, it's fine. I don't really mind that. I think it's a good thing to show up early. You get to play typically with some weaker players who are, you know, ready and raring to go. They're excited to play. And uh, that's a little bit different than pros who the tournament's nothing special for. They just kind of show up whenever they feel like and they play when they play. So I definitely suggest that you do show up on time because even though you're likely not going to win a ton of chips early in the tournament, it is very possible for you to win a large amount of big blinds just because a lot of players who show up early really don't have a ton of experience playing very shorthanded. So anyway, here's small blind limps. I just checked king four offsuit. This seems perfectly fine. I don't know anything about my opponent. I do remember he was a middle-aged player, so I imagine he's going to be somewhat recreational. This is from, I believe, a 1,000 euro event, so not an incredibly high-stakes tournament. So we flopped two pair, which is great. King 5-4. Uh, my opponent checks. I'm definitely going to bet into this 200-chip pot. I do bet 150. This is a little bit on the bigger side, but when the pot is very tiny... It's perfectly fine to make a larger bet. And you'll see that as pockets get larger, you typically want to be making smaller bets. But um, anyway, a somewhat large bet is fine here. My opponent does check call. Turn is a queen of diamonds. Now there's two diamonds on board, but still we're very happy. So now I decide to pot it. I bet 500 into the 500 pot. And this may sound like a very big bet, but again, you have to realize that we're playing 25,000 deep. Uh, very early in the tournament. So uh, you, this 500 bet may, like a pot size bet may seem big, but I think most people don't really care too much about that early in these tournaments. And it's very easy just to sort of flick in one purple chip. It's not like that's an overly scary bet or anything like that. So um, king, five, four, queen, two diamonds now. I bet 500. I think this is perfectly fine. We can easily get called by any king, some fives, some fours, some draws, some queens, like... Uh, queen jack that decided to float us randomly so i definitely like this and i think this will extract a lot of value and again we are trying to get value with this hand we want to play a big pot remember when you have your best hands your goal is to play big pots your goal is not to slow play or try to trap your opponents especially when you're deep stacked we definitely want to drive the action and get money in the pot so anyway rivers the seven of diamonds it books up the backdoor flush and eight six and 6-3 get there, but all those hands are somewhat unlikely. You'd have to think your opponent would bet with 6-3 on the flop. 8-6 um, may just bet as well. Probably wouldn't be check calling. So this is a spot where I definitely think we should go for value. Of course, we could be beat. We could be beat by a random king-7 that got there. But realistically, we are beating almost everything. So I'm going to bet the pot's 1,500. I like a somewhat large bet. I do bet 1,200. And then, much to my surprise, my opponent check raises to 3,600. All right, well, so far this hand was pretty standard, and now it just got very unstandard because it doesn't really make sense for our opponent to check raise in the spot unless he has a very good hand. So what is a very good hand to our opponent? Because my hand certainly looks good, given I've bet, in big, I've, I've bet big on every street and I'm continuing to bet big on the river when at least a few of the obvious draws got there. Um, he may be check-raising a hand like king-seven, which I lose to. He could also have a hand like 
seven five that river two pair that he decided to check raise for thin value. Same thing for seven four. He could also have pocket fives, which makes a lot of sense to slow play. But even then, I think most people just raise pre-flop, and then if they don't raise pre-flop, they're usually check raising the flop. So fives is pretty unlikely. I'm really having a hard time coming up with very many hands that make a lot of sense besides exactly backdoor diamonds. So which backdoor diamonds make sense? Well, any ASEX of diamonds makes some sense. Of course, a lot of people just raise with their ASEX of diamonds pre-flop. So now we're looking at king X of diamonds, but a lot of people would raise their king X of diamonds pre-flop or bet the flop with the king. So that's kind of unlikely. Can't have the queen. Jack X of diamonds. So it's pretty impossible to have something like jack 10 of diamonds on this flop. Same thing for 10x. 8x makes some sense if it is 8-6, but again, that's a straight. 8-4 of diamonds makes a lot of sense. Um, now we're down to 6 of diamonds. So 6-4 of diamonds, 6-3 of diamonds, 6-2 of diamonds. All those make sense. Those would all likely play this hand this way. 5-4 of diamonds. I'm sorry, 4-3 four, four, of diamonds makes some sense, and 3-2 of diamonds makes some sense. So... The worst diamonds make a little bit of sense, but not a lot of sense. <laughs> so then the next question becomes, which bluffs are there that would want to be bluffing in this scenario? Notice if our opponent had 7-6 for the flop straight draw, the river to pair. He's almost certainly not going to check raise and turn that into a bluff. Um, the All the other draws got there for the most part. All the other straight draws besides 3-2, but... Not really expecting our opponent to get after it with 3-2. So this is a situation where I really just don't expect my opponent to be bluffing very often because a lot of the hands that would consider turning themselves into bluffs have now made a value hand, usually with a queen, like queen jack that decided to float sometimes, or a seven, like seven six, or eight seven. So... I don't know. This is a tough spot. We don't need to win very often at all to justify calling. We have to put in 2400 into a pot that's going to be how much? 6500 plus my 2400. So 9k. So 2400 divided by 9k. We really don't have to win very much at all. About 28% of the time to break even. So this is close. So early in a tournament when your decision is very close, you always want to ask yourself, do I have any physical reads that make me sway my decision one way or the other? Which you usually shouldn't, given it is very early in the day. Although, you will see some amateur players look incredibly confident, incredibly happy. But if you don't have any of those, typically I think you want to be calling in this spot. And the reason I think you want to be calling is because if this guy does show up with something absolutely ridiculous, like 10-8 of, um, of spades or 10-8 of clubs, just like some random float that decided to get really aggressive, which, you know, those hands maybe make some sense if he had 10-8 of hearts and decided just to lose his mind. <laughs> but I think I'm going to be beat here a lot, and I'm I'm really not confident that I'm that calling is profitable at all. It's probably break-even or even a losing play. But I think the information you're going to get very early in a tournament is worth it. And very rarely will that be the case in tournaments, because usually in tournaments you don't get to play with your opponents for too long. But early in the day, you're likely to get to play with this player for a long time. We are only three-handed, like I said, so we're going to get to play short-handed for a while. And if this guy is bonkers, you want to know it. And if he just played his hand, obviously face up with 6-3, that's good to know too. So in this spot, I think I prefer a call at the end of the day. It's a lot of a lot of talking just to get to a call with two pair. 
but I did elect to fold. And seeing that I folded this, it makes me think that I likely had a hand like, I'm sorry, like it, it makes me think that I had some sort of a physical read because notice here, if I lose an extra 2,400 chips, I'm going to be at 20,000 from my 25,000 starting stack. And that's not ideal. You don't want to lose 50 big blinds right off the bat, but it's also not the end of the world. So uh, I don't really fault myself for folding and I'm sure I had a reason to fold. But at the end of the day, I, I think you probably want to be calling in this spot, especially given our opponent could be overvaluing a random queen five, queen four, seven five, or seven four. So that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank you all for watching. If you have not already been watching my Global Poker League games, there is a lot of free information available there. You can watch all my Global Poker League matches that I have played over at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash GPL. So check that out. Let me know what you think. And be sure to check back next week for another episode of Weekly Poker Hand.